0: With another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Joel Primus. He is an entrepreneur, he is an author, he's a speaker, he's a guy who's experienced a lot of things and he's figured out how to get it done. Joel, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, I'm glad that you're here and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about some of the things that you've learned through your experience. When I said you're an entrepreneur, you've had an an experience or two uh, where you've been able to learn some principles. Mm -hmm. I think one of those included raising some insane amount of of revenue within about a month. Was it a million bucks or something? Yeah,
1: Kickstarter. What was that? So are you familiar with the platform? With Kickstarter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we put a, um, we, it's, we're all like me and my friends and business partners are all in love with world travel and think it's just one of the most important things that people can do. And uh-huh. so we wanted to create a travel clothing company and we did a lot of research, a lot of data mining to see what was the best product, I
0: mm-hmm. should say
1: the most underserved product that might have product market fit. And that mm-hmm. happened to be a travel dress there were more people searching for the term travel dress on Google than anything else. Really? And that's just how we like to look at designing products for the entrepreneurs who who listen to your show is really do your best to see where there's a need and determine if there's product market fit. And so anyway, we we made this beautiful performance dress that sold a million dollars in 30 days on Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. That's what we said. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: What you just pointed out to us, I think is really key because I think sometimes we launch into like a business idea, for example, Mm -hmm. we launch into it thinking, what do I want to do? As opposed to what are people
1: looking for? What do they need? Mm -hmm. Or what do they, what do they value me for? So the, Mm -hmm. the flip side to the argument is instead of following your passion, follow your talent. Because following your talent yeah. can often lead to creating revenue for yourself, to people valuing what you have a talent in and paying you for that talent. Right. And I'm not saying you have to do that because the, I always say the, the greatest example is music. There's no product mm-hmm. market fit in music in the sense that everyone's already done it all, but you do right. music because you love to do music and that's, you know, you just go after it. But in business... If you really want to strike gold, product market fit is one of the ways to do that. And, you know, a lot of us who fail, and I've failed many times, sinking money endlessly into companies that didn't have that product market fit.
0: Right. Wait, you've failed?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> if- Don't just gloss over that, Joel. Tell us the- <laughs> give us the skinny on that. How is that so valuable to you?
1: Well, I always always say, and it's not my quote, but I can't remember whose quote it is, that failure asks us the question, do we want to keep going? And when it asks us that question, it doesn't mean keep going the same way I'm going. It asks us the question and then should challenge us to look at why did that happen? Why did I fail? Were the factors out of my control? Was it my ego and my internal mindset? Was it mistakes I made inside the business? And how can I learn, adapt, and grow from there? And so there's, there's micro failures inside any startup, inside any life, inside any relationship, yeah, yeah. every day. And then there's macro failures like entire companies that I've started that <laughs> didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, you have to take both.
0: Yes. I'm recalling a conversation I had with with Rich Christensen. He's the author of the Zigzag Principle.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know if you've run into that book, but it's uh, it's addressing some of this same stuff. I, I think he had been involved in thirty different startups at the time that he wrote the book, yeah. and a third of those were pretty substantial successes. Mm-hmm. You know, millions. About a third of those were maybe break even and a third of those were crash and burn, phenomenal, spectacular failures. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be a pattern. In fact, I wonder if it's a necessary component of of success.
1: Is that a question? (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if I have the answer to that question. But you know, you, that pattern, you see that pattern in investing, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not, nothing to do with it being your company. Yeah. Um, one of the very first investor mentors I ever had said to me, you know, once you make your first million, put 110 companies and similar to what you just described, yeah, many will be successful. This many will break even, and this many will be complete down to zero losses. And so, you know, it seems to be one of those, those patterns in nature that, or in life that, you, you know, and maybe that pattern is, oh man, we could go really deep down the rabbit hole there. <laughs> uh, well,
0: it's, I think this is one of the things that causes fear in, in our hearts, though. But I, I know that part of your platform or your teaching. Is, is around how we can use these missteps or misdirections in, in our life to actually get us pointed in the right direction. When you said that failure is actually a message or, or a question, it, are you ready to keep going? Are you committed? Yeah. Are, are you prepared for what's next? Yeah. And that's a, a much more empowering view of it than thinking, oh, well, I guess I suck at this. I might as well, you know, close up shop and go home.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's because the the relation at the relationship, the way that we see failure, yeah. At at the view of television, radio, whatever, is yeah. we see it as one or the other. We don't see the nuance that lies in between, right? And what failure really means. In in every respect. All my companies have failed up until the point in which they were successful at some point, right? Because part of the point of life is to be defeated by greater and greater things as we go through it. Because by being defeated by those things, we learn, we adapt, we get better. It's like, you know, I used to be a runner. We talked a little bit about that Um, when we were chatting before your son was a runner and you don't get faster at running by running easy or smooth. You get faster by the breaking down, the failure of your muscles, and then once they recover, so now that's the learning, all of a sudden you have put yourself in a better place, right, as a runner. That's the same with business, that's the same with everything we do. In our relationships, you know, my wife and I almost Separated during my my first startup because I was so unpresent and just by and large a very terrible husband father, because I was self absorbed in my business. But the failure that that were happening inside broke the relationship open to a place where it could flourish. Right, so mm-hmm. it's every it's in everything depending on how we look at it. It just I had to jot this down. Let me see if I got this <laughs> because you said
0: something about being defeated. Yeah. By greater and greater things. Did
1: I get that right? Yeah. And that may be a quote, too. I'm not sure that my mind is filled with all kinds <laughs> of things. <laughs> I'm I not trying Bob, to take credit. I'm not. But
0: Bob Proctor said once, I love to brag about my material because none of it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so we'll give you a pass on that, Joel, but. Um, that I think is profound. We know that we're moving somewhere. i uh, one of my other sons. I remember giving him a video game for Christmas one year or something. He was a teenager, right? And he's playing this video game and it's kind of kicking his trash a little bit. And he's like, Oh, this is hard. And I'm like, well, I got it. Cause I thought you'd enjoy it. Oh, I do, but it's just hard. Right. And then pretty soon, he settles into it, right, and it's not kicking his trash anymore, and then he levels up mm-hmm. oh. and you go to that next level now it's kicking his butt again, right it's that's the image that this is how my mind works Joel but that's the image that came to my mind as you were talking about being defeated by greater and greater things you you got to move yourself to a level where it's it's kicking your trash a little bit mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's all like of the view we take of the thing that's defeating us, right? In the case of your son in the game, because there's no stakes, he enjoys it. He enjoys being defeated. When there's stakes, like in life,
0: you're
1: mm-hmm. being defeated, right? Because our survival instinct kicks in defeat means I don't survive in right. here without your mental kind of item, the
0: hardwiring,
1: Yeah. Right? But there's this great greek greek myth about this evil king who was banished and he had to push this rock up and down a mountain this boulder up and down a mountain forever uh, essentially and there's a few aspects to this but one of the aspects has to do with the the reality that we all have to push a boulder up a hill in our lives it's not it's not whether or not, it's it's how we view the boulder. If we don't view the boulder as bad, (laughs) then we just accept what is, and all of a sudden the thing loses its heaviness. All of a sudden we can still enjoy what's around us, the mountain view, the air, the birds, the whatever. Again, sticking to the metaphor. Um, But if all we do is focus on the boulder being heavy, (laughs) the the fact that we have to push it up this hill, then Mm -hmm. it becomes, a burden. But if we we don't, then this punishment, if we don't view in the case of this king, the boulder is bad, it's no longer a punishment. It's just life. Uh, And the the flip side to that whole thing, if we go from the 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 Greek myth to to a Buddhist teaching is there's this other story that says there's this boulder in a field and, and the Buddha or a monk asks you know all his followers how heavy do you think that boulder is and they all say, oh, it's very, very heavy. And he says, not if you don't pick it up. If you don't pick it up, it's not heavy. And it's the same, it's the same to the Greek one in some regard because it's your view of the thing, right? It's, if you view the thing right. as heavy, it's heavy. So that's, this, that's segueing all the way back to that's failure, right? right. Do you pick up the failure like a boulder you carry around your whole life that's heavy and burdensome. Or do you just say... Just leave it. Okay. I failed. Move on. Yeah. It's
0: all about mindset Mm -hmm. and perception. All of these fun things that I get to talk about as a psychologist, Mm -hmm. the people I interview and you're no exception to that. Joel have, have learned this through their own experience, that this is, this is where the power is Mm -hmm. getting dialed in on that. And there's ways that we can intentionally move that forward in productive ways. I think you've probably learned that through your experiences.
1: Learning. <laughs> oh, you're
0: not done mean, yet. I mean it. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> and we're not done yet, but we'll take a quick break. And when we come back from that, I would love to, to learn more about what you've learned from your experiences. Folks, this is Joel Primus at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. Joel Primus at Live on Purpose Radio today. Joel, I got to tell you. I'm I'm reading through your bio, okay? And there's some pretty cool stuff in there. It, uh, it talks about you know reaching over a million dollars in sales in 30 days. We talked about that in the first half. Um, you've appeared on CBS's hit show, The Dragon's Den. Uh, you're one of the inaugural the inaugural BC Business 30 Under 30. Congratulations, by the way. I mean, these are some pretty cool things. You're you're a filmmaker. Um, You're an entrepreneur and you're an author. And the title of your book is Getting Naked, which I know you picked that on purpose. And this is not about becoming a nudist. No, I don't think (laughs) there's things about your lifestyle that you haven't revealed to me. yet. (laughs) No, this this has some some other
1: significance for you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I can. I was I was referred to. I, I've sold naked. I sold it a couple of years ago, but um, I was referred to as the naked guy for the better half of actually for the pretty much the entirety of my twenties. So no, there, this there, is there, one
0: of the businesses that you formed.
1: Yeah, yeah, a it, clothing um, company. Interesting. We made underwear. We made underwear so comfortable you couldn't feel it when you wore it. Hence the name. Naked. naked. So comfortable is like wearing nothing at all. <laughs> that was, it's all about that was marketing. It. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, when we when we started that, that name was some investors in the company were, that name's pretty risque, but now it's like so chips, edgy. juice, everything is called naked because of what naked implies, which is clean, pure, right? In okay. in, in the food world. Without all of the obstructions. Yes, and that became the double entendre of the name in the book, Getting Naked. So Getting Naked was the story of how to build a company based on my underwear company from the time an idea lands on your heart. Sometimes you're too afraid to act on that idea all the way to selling it. You know, we listed it on the NASDAQ and we divested it to a large Australian company. Mm-hmm. But underneath that, it's the journey of not losing yourself as an entrepreneur, And being true to who you are, um, because it's very easy to get pulled into a lifestyle that doesn't feel right and isn't healthy to you, to your mind, to who you are.
0: Yes.
1: And that's what happened to me. I, I was by the end of it, despite the success of the business, you know, outwardly, inwardly, I was very, very, very anxiety ridden and I was depressed and like I told you in the first half, I almost had a divorce, um, had yeah. barely seen my daughter for two years because I was traveling on the road so frequently visiting stores and investors and stuff like that. And so it, it became, the, it, it would beg to the question of why, why am I doing this to myself and what is more important? And that's where things really open up for a a person when they ask themselves that question, why am I doing this? Where is this coming from in here? Or as you you say in here, right. This connection. Right. So that's almost pulling back to where we, where we ended in the first half, right. Mm -hmm. Dr. Paul, where he said, you know, what are the, what are the lessons that allow you to shift? Right. As a person. And the lessons lie in understanding the answer to the question, why? So for me, I did not realize that I was incredibly insecure and I was incredibly ego-driven. And that ego developed, well, obviously the ego develops over, you know, for lots of different influences and inputs throughout our life, right? Right. But for me, the biggest one was losing my, my scholarship and my place as, a world, uh, as an athlete on Canada's world team due to an injury and not knowing where to fill that void, right? that fill that void of recognition, of accomplishment, of self-worth via the vehicle of running. Mm-hmm. And so it was a negative reason that did lead to a positive thing, the building of a business the building of that resume that you said, but the dark side of that is that it was driven by ego and it led to depression because it wasn't ultimately fulfilling. Right. Mm-hmm. And you realize that when you almost lose it. <laughs> the, Unfortunately, the, sometimes that's when it comes to your attention, right? We don't often change until the thought of, or the reality of not changing is worse right? In our life. That's what drives it. And that's okay. That's part of life. You're not a bad person to have got to that point. Is. Right. Exactly. So I had to ask myself, okay, so now I'm, I'm ego driven. I'm insecure. Why have I put these labels on myself? Where did they come from? Where did self-worth come from? Where did um, yeah, I I mean, shame and guilt as the, my own mental responses to what was happening in my life. Where did they come from? Right. What, what events in my history led to them? What moments in the present were triggering them for me? And that was, you know, we talk about learning, not, not learned. That was a very intense three-year journey. Almost like ripping myself apart from myself so that I could get back to myself. That sounds ridiculous, but that's that's what happened. and we're I'm still in it, but the worst part of the band-Aid has already uh, you know been pulled. So anyway, I've, I've been talking a lot, Dr. Falls. so did, did you want to interject it? Right I, here? I am enjoying the journey.
0: Because you're describing some things that I've heard from from so many other people who are willing to to get naked, be authentic and vulnerable. That's another use of that term uh, to share what their journey has been. And it's so consistent with what I have seen out there. When you said earlier, and I was going to ask you about this, but you just followed up on it naturally about this time when you realized that pursuing success, shall we put that in air quotes?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, because
0: usually, you know, people think of that as, okay, your business uh, hits a certain revenue mark, or or you, you get a certain amount of fame or fortune or whatever, and you've experienced those things. But it wasn't success, mm-hmm. as long as it was detracting from things of higher value for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I love as you were sharing your story that as painful as the awareness is that, hey, I'm not quite on track here. <laughs> it's also a necessary part of getting you back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, the missteps, the the misdirections, become the direction toward what's next for you.
1: Arguably, we were never off track. You're right just, on schedule. You're right on schedule. We just it was the view. You know, again, we go back to who who is saying this is the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that you said that because it's so easy to convince
0: ourselves. Oh. I am totally off track here. Yeah. F- experiencing discontent. This is how I captured it in my book. It's the word discontent, which is a natural part of a creation process. Yeah. And and it gives you the reasons to move forward and innovate or create or adjust or adapt.
1: We innovation comes from a problem that we've had. Yeah. You know. Discontent, right. discomfort in, not in the case of my underwear, but in the case of going back to the athlete example, <laughs> discomfort is what you experience when you are achieving the greatest outcome of your life as a, as a runner, as whatever kind of athlete, right? right? You don't get the result without the discomfort. In your case, you don't get the innovation or the revelation without the discontent. That's, oh, you know, yeah. how do I solve for this? discomfort or discontent which is part of the gift of our human mind the the good side it's not you know yeah so
0: and that brings us right back to to a point that you were making earlier that i think is so profound and that is do we see it as bad or do we simply see it as our opportunity Mm -hmm. whatever's causing the pain the discontent the the sense of being off schedule or or not where you should be those are all gifts Mm -hmm. and when seen that way then you you show up differently you handle them differently Mm -hmm. and you can convert that into the uh, the amazing things that you can create moving forward
1: yeah i i don't i mean i know that we're we're on a clock here <laughs> and that's <good. laughs> focus we're but. right on schedule joel <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i i just i look at it and i look at like the way i viewed my anxiety for years as a sickness because because having it was viewed as a sickness as a label mm-hmm. when it's just a response that the body is making yeah. it's not a sickness right it's a response to things that it whatever. is whatever right, right. So, depression is just a call for rest. You know, fa- failure is a call to how can I do that better, smarter? You know, th- there's just every one of them to your point is, yeah. is just asking, a, shining a light, if you will, at something and right. asking
0: to see it. And it can, in that sense, raise our awareness, which puts us in position to remain in choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could have a lot of fun with this, Joel, if we were to spend a couple more hours with it, I'm sure we could. I want to make sure before we take off, though, that people know how to get get naked or whatever else you would invite us to do.
1: You can add the subtitle, The Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship and Startups, and that it's not quite so, so sketchy. (laughs) <laughs> and there's also like 10 get naked books or getting naked books on, on Amazon. Um, but yeah, thank you, Dr. Paul. That's, that's Amazon right now. We're exclusive on Amazon uh, for the next three months and then it will shift, but getting naked, the bare necessities of entrepreneurship and startups. I'm there not wearing much on the cover. Um, is only a, a, a way of me saying, saying I'm bearing all in this book. Yeah. <laughs> no, <nothing else. laughs> and um joelprimus.com you know or and then check out book and you can see all about it there so those are good places
0: and keep keep joel's name attached to it that way you'll know you're getting the right book (laughs) at that point joel primus get naked and it's all about overcoming those barriers that uh he has learned through his own experience joel thank you so much for joining us here at live on purpose radio today my
1: pleasure Thank you.
0: You've heard it now and it's time for you to apply what you've learned and for all of us to live on purpose.